Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. I want to start by addressing the elephant in the room. Um, how is your small, sad house? <laughs> I was like, what? what elephant? I know, I was like, <laughs> that she owns, by the way. I was like, uh... I love, I, I literally love my home. I do, and I think everybody else does, too. Hey, Brendan. Hello, Dan. What is happening? Uh, you know, just living that post-inauguration life. Uh, we chat about it in detail in our Patreon pre-show, especially the Gaga performance. Love Gaga, love Mother Monster. I'm so happy that the leader of Chromatica came and graced this country with her presence. I know, it's like really great, like two different planets, like in alliance. It's called unity, bitch. That's what Joe Biden meant <laughs> when he said it. Okay. Um, we've mentioned it a few weeks now. Uh, if you haven't filled out the Come Through Queen survey, go to comethroughqueen.com and check that out. There's a special... Patreon survey if you are a Patreon subscriber, which you could access by logging in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have four Housewives franchises airing right now, as well as some Drag Race. So why don't we hop into that? Um, we'll start with Drag Race. So how are you feeling after... What, what episode of Drag Race is this? Is this three? This is episode three. It's the loser circle performing and runwaying and doing all that with no risk of elimination once again. Can I say something? Yeah. I think that uh, the lip syncs in episode one were correct in how they divided things out. Oh, really? For the most part. For the most part. You think these girls are not as good? Most of them. I don't know. Maybe you're right, but I kind of like had a lot of fun with them, though. I had fun with them, but like once we got to the runway, I was like, 
okay, there's different things that these queens are bringing, and they don't seem to be as like big and strong in the like drag race world as the others do. That being said, Tamisha, yeah, one true. We we have a different one true queen this week, but like she's the one true queen of the series. Yeah, it was fun having her kind of like get so appreciated, especially online, maybe not as much within the show itself. Mm -hmm. But then that makes me worry that like she could go on the sooner side. I am a little worried about that. And I hope it doesn't happen because I feel like every time we have a more seasoned queen who comes through the show, they always get the short end of the stick. And I don't want to see that happen. I mean, like, save for like, like peppermints was an NYC legend before she came on the show. And Bianca. Yeah, Bianca, but who cares? Um, But everyone else, it seems like they're, they're early outs and I hope it doesn't happen here. Um, I, I thought like Denali was amazing in the lip sync. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. Do you think, I like, I don't even know who is of either group. Like who is someone that could conceivably go home soon? Um, well, after seeing the comments that we saw uh, she made in a video, Elliot with two T's, I'll let you all find the video yourself. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess she is someone who would be at risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I cannot wait until this week's episode when they finally are all together. I feel like we can finally like get on the way. Yeah. At the same time, though, I do feel like I know everybody now. Totally. 1000%. Yeah. So I, I enjoy that aspect. Um, but why don't we get to know what's going on over in Atlanta? Yes, Atlanta. The weekly <laughs> Sunday night slog, it feels like these days. Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like a very long episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're kind of like uh, sandwiching this episode with Cynthia wedding drama. I know. Uh, she... Shot for the stars by inviting 250 people, thinking a lot of people would not come. And like, sure, but we're in a pan like like you said, we're in a pandemic. Like, invite like the ten you think will come, and leave it at that. Yeah, like I think like when you are inviting people, there are people that you know for sure will come. So you don't have to, mm-hmm. you don't have to play the game of like, oh, I need to invite so many people in order to like hope to get this. When you get when you get down to like the nitty-gritty, you're getting down to the people that like will definitely be there. I know. It, it feels like she's approaching it the way that I would approach like a birthday party at a bar where mm. I don't want to feel sad that the bar is not full on my birthday. So yeah, yeah. I I overinvite, you know. Yeah. Um, But since we are talking about, like, the wedding drama, I do want to jump to the end with us visiting uh, Grandma Barbara. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Granny Barbara. Um, It's funny, like, we're talking about wearing shields to keep Grandma Barbara safe and then, like, flicking that up and eating a meal right in front of her. It's so stupid. (laughs) It's like, and, it's so, and like, so are, dumb. If we're worried about keeping her safe, like, why is the conversation about, oh, like, I'm thinking of inviting dad to the wedding and not, it's probably not a good idea for you to attend this function. <laughs> 1,000%. And that, that entire situation was frustrating to me 
the only person who I'm like, oh, I never really liked you, but now I kind of like you this season is Mallory. Mm, like, yeah, yeah. She's she's talking sense into Cynthia. She's sitting there in an actual mask during these scenes. Yeah, like, the only I'm like, one. oh wow, I've come around to you. Yeah, it was an interesting strategy to bring newly minted influencer Noel Robinson in order to like make the conversation go better. But like Noel was just siding with granny. I know, but also like uh, straight off the plane from LAX <laughs> with a dream in a cardigan. <laughs> I know. How much do you think someone like her makes? I don't know. I was, I was looking at her follower count and it wasn't like anything crazy. I thought, Oh, actually it is pretty crazy. She has 435,000. Yeah, I just, I have no grasp on, like, what influencers make at all. Yeah. I mean, we're not influencing much, so. No, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I, I just want to get this wedding over with, but then, like, we're probably, we don't have too much after the wedding's over. I mean, I guess they have been filming for, like, are they done filming? Is that done? (laughs) They better be done filming in january of 2021 they might not be (laughs) like has there been any conversation as to like what the end was i don't know i don't know um okay but let's get to the rest of this episode so uh this week it's it's like one week on one week off like this week drew and ralph don't hate each other i know and like ralph has sucked this entire season, but this is the first episode where I was like, I see their relationship and like why it works sometimes, but I still don't stand behind it. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely not. Um, and drew is still not filming with the other women. She, she FaceTimes with them. Her FaceTiming in. It's like, Oh my, I mean like, I'm glad somebody here is taking precautions, but like, it's like, are you on this show or are you on this separate side show? Yeah. Um, speaking of, are you on this show? Michael Sterling FaceTiming in as Candy's friend and lawyer, not as Eva, the diva's husband. I know. I'm glad that like they mentioned Eva at least. And Candy was like, we want to come over because Eva loves making food these days. But mm. I, at first I thought they were just going to present him as the lawyer without any like other explanation. Just a man who exists. I know. Um, okay. I, in this scene, Candy is like getting glam or something. And she's surrounded by a bunch of like employees or freelancers or like, who knows. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conversation about block paying child support comes up. And I was standing that one, that one freelancer that like had the nerve to be like, the judge is going to be like denied because you have enough money. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, I can't believe she must like, they must be, have some sort of friendly relationship. Cause like that takes some, uh, some guts to like say that. One thousand percent. While she was getting the glam done, she was talking about how the pandemic like lets her spend more time with her kids. But there was not a kid in sight, which I thought was beautiful. (laughs) Um, I like I think it's fine and fair for her to like fight for whatever child support she thinks she deserves from 
mm-hmm. uh, Riley's dad. But at the same time, like sometimes I'm like concerned with how the money is doled out to Riley. Like I'm worried about Riley getting like a hundred thousand dollar check. Right. Because I mean, she's young. If I was that young and got that amount of money, I would like fuck off with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So like, let's like put it in a trust or something for her. I think they did mention a trust or did I like read that in a like recap or something? I thought they I don't know. I hope so. Trust. I hope yeah. so. I hope, I hope the check's like not getting mailed over to NYU dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Cynthia and Portia meeting up and the crux of this is like Cynthia being insistent on inviting Dennis. It's like, why are we trying to find more people to invite? Let's, let's think of less It's people. like, maybe she wants a deal on a hot dog so like she can like get some pigs in the blanket at that wedding or something like that. Sure. 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 Um, I did enjoy the candy cares event. That was nice. Yeah. Cause I mean like it wasn't stressing me out. Cause like the in, while they were working, they all were like being relatively safe. Mm-hmm. Like outside, blah, blah, blah. Um, I love Marlo coming through with the $5,000 check. Same. Loved her presenting it in front of the other woman. Like she should. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Kenya being bossy during that event. As usual. Telling everyone what's what. Um, Tanya existing. Oh, always a pleasure when she's existing. <laughs> I love them like workshopping what they can do. I know that actually like sounded more realistic than many other of these trips come together, you know? Yeah. It's like one person just announcing like, we're going to wherever. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Fallon comes up again. Oh yeah. Because they want to invite Fallon in order to use her private plane. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought it was interesting that, the preview is something that we don't really see often, which is like the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think like, oh, so like ne- does next week's episode like suck? Like you're, you're like stringing us along for some, for something down the road. Who knows? I mean, it's like, it's COVID. Everything's different. The rules are out the window. So yeah. they're trying things. Yeah. Um, the one last thing with Cynthia's mom that was interesting to me was like the whole conversation surrounding the repercussions of doing the PSA. Everything about that was confusing to me, you know, like her mom, not really like grasping what a PSA was, even though like there's cameras around and like, even when there's cameras around, even if there wasn't a PSA involved, you'd still be talking about it on camera to something that would go out to a national audience. Yeah. That's what I don't understand is like, being so hung up on like the PSA-ness of this all, like you were talking about this on Real Housewives of Atlanta cameras. Like you've had conversations about other things on these very same cameras. I know, but I guess it's like these weird lines that they draw with as far as like the fourth wall. Yeah. And because I guess like her mom's not ever going to be at a reunion. She can't really hash it out there. So yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Okay, why don't we bop on over to Dallas? Wow. What do you make of this? This is our third episode? I just 
There's something about Carrie that I cannot stand. <laughs> I think I think that's the general sentiment. It's just like she's mean in a way where there isn't any like humor to it. Okay. I and the way that like both her and Cam are kind of targeting Dr. Moon oh, in yeah. this episode yeah. is like y'all realize that like Dr. Moon is going to come across as great compared to y'all, right? Yeah. It's very reminiscent and and Stephanie brought it up of like you bashed a baby. Remember? Oh, yeah. Remember when like she got hung up on like you said I bashed a baby, like, and then just like kept repeating herself and like like spiraling. Like Cam can get so hung up and annoying about certain things. I know. And during that conversation at the like dinner table, uh, Tiffany was like, Okay, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Cam just kept on going, kept on going. Yeah, yeah. So annoying. Um, I did want to talk about uh Tiffany, like, going to the market with the kids, and then we're, we're meeting the mom for the first time. Mm-hmm. They definitely have an interesting relationship, she and the mom. Yeah, for sure. And this was the first time I landed on Tiffany's age. Mm-hmm. As of filming, she was 35, and now she's 36. Like, that feels crazy to me. Why does it feel crazy to you? You think she's she would be older? In my brain, like, she felt older, just because, like, how rich she is already. I know so much money, but remember she was Doogie Hauser basically. Oh yeah. I forgot that like she graduated early. So like she would have had more time to like finish her residency and like start raking in the big bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, in my brain, I'm like thinking of people I know who are doctors who are like still, you know, chugging along in that like early Moving process. On up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, it was so strange to me though. Like, the kids are wearing masks in the car. And then when we go into the supermarket, they're wearing face shields and take off the masks. It, none of it makes sense. And you would think with the doctor, it would like, we yeah. get some clarity here. Like, is there a doctor in the house? I mean, even with that, like as she walked into the party later in the episode, she's like, can I take off my mask? Like asking, you're asking like these idiots. <laughs> yeah. You tell, you tell us, please. <laughs> uh, but then when she describes, like, the outdoor shower de- decontamination mm-hmm. process, I was like, I don't, what, like what, are we, <laughs> what are we talking about here? I know. Ooh. I'm, like, I'm, I'm concerned about that. But at least, like, at least on this franchise with this one person, we have someone who's, like, anti-COVID denier versus, like, COVID deniers running around. Exactly. With, with, with Kelly Dodd's performance on this week's reunion, it's great to see <laughs> Tiffany Moon, MD, here. Yeah. Um, what did you make of Stephanie and Maga Travis? It's just like, I hate him. I know. After seeing his Twitter likes. After seeing his Twitter likes. Yeah, yeah. But like, also... His behavior in this episode is like matching up with that. Yeah, his behavior in this episode feels more similar to 
the person we met in season one. Oh, for that sure. Makes sense. Like diminishing Steph. Mm hmm. Um, like sh she wants to do something with her life and wants to, like, she doesn't need to work. So she wants to do something charitable. And like, he views it as just like throwing money in the garbage. Which like, ugh, that yeah. tells you everything you need to know about somebody. Yeah, exactly. Especially somebody with that much money. It's like, yeah, there comes a point where you need to be doing charity, honey. Yeah. Or your charity world's going to go down the toilet. Exactly. Um, I, okay. So this is all for Carrie, this whole big event going on. And she does a photo shoot for herself. I never really landed on the fact that she herself is a 50 cent. Yeah. She's older. What are the ages of these women? So she's 50. Is she the oldest? Well, no, because Deandra celebrated her 50th last year. Oh, right. So it's Deandra and Carrie up there. Yeah. And then where are Stephanie and Brandy? I want to say like they're probably at this point now in their like early 40s. Okay. And then Cam's probably around there. And then we've got Tiffany Moon in the rear. Oh, Cam, I think is in her 30s still. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. She I, Maybe it's because she looks vaguely like Nicole Kidman that she presents older. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying with that, yeah. But it's, like, so strange yeah. to me, like, Tiffany Moon being 35 and Carrie being 50 and Carrie being so much more immature. I know. <laughs> uh, why don't we get to the party being held at Cameron's father-in-law's house? Which is so weird. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to mess up my house because it's on the market, but like I can mess up my father-in-law's house. I guess. Does Cam have a pool though? I mean, it seemed like they were focused on the pool mm. too. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this was like a pretty wild party for a Tuesday night. I know when Deandra said she had to go to work tomorrow, I was like, first of all, what is your job? Yeah. Second of all, you have your skincare line is called, Hard, hard night, good morning. It's four nights like this. Yeah, it's four nights specifically and, like this. And third of all, why are we having a 50th birthday party on a Tuesday? I know. It's like it's not like your weekends are so busy during the time of COVID, right? I know. I wonder if like that has to do with the production company and like those workers and like how much time they're supposed to get off. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think Tiffany brought up having to work the next morning as well. Oh, and she, like, has people's lives in her hand. Yeah. Um, we have the grand return of Brandy Redman. Coming straight from Florida. It's like, <laughs> at least, I'm actually glad, like, some of them actually dragged her for, like, going to Florida during this time. Yeah, Cameron brought it up in her confessional, like, saying, like, hmm, you went to the hot, like, during the summer, Florida was the hot spot. Exactly. Um... So she goes there, flies back home, and here we are. But she's wearing her negative COVID tests around her neck. It's like the antics with this and COVID, it's like, mm. is that going to age well? <laughs> Especially like this is all happening. And like we're getting like the narrative of Deandra being nervous about getting COVID. And then like she ends up getting it. I know. And then it's like, it's airing. And this week was like the worst ever had the worst ever day as far as COVID goes. Oh yeah. So yeah. the most number of deaths was yesterday. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I mean, the party was wild. It, um, we had like a lot of extras with those like male models. A lot of extras, a lot of shots, and then a lot of shared bottles. Mm, yeah, yeah. And a lot of conversation about the fucking chicken foot. I know. And like Stephanie, tr- no, not Stephanie, Cameron trying to like navigate a conversation about like race and culture and stere- like you're stereotyping your race was wild. <laughs> Just like these women really, I mean, like I'm happy that Tiffany Moon is trying to bring them culture because they need it. Yeah. Like badly. Did you see um, on Tiffany Moon's um, Instagram story this week? I think Stephanie was trying to save face. So she went over to Dr. Moon's and they had bubble tea. Yes. They had bubble tea together. And it was the first time that Stephanie had ever had bubble tea. Yeah. That's, and that's like, I would say like Stephanie and Deandra probably like are the ones on the cast after Tiffany Moon who have like some sort of brain. But what's what's interesting totally, with yeah. what's interesting with Deandra is like she's like aware of what like what the conversation is, but then she's also like a Texas woman for Trump from like 2016, if you remember. Right, exactly. Like she she at least like has that like basic level of like paying attention to her surroundings because she had to, when she worked in politics, but she worked in bad politics back <laughs> in the early two thousands. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I think that's pretty much Dallas. Why don't we take a quick break and come back with the orange County reunion and Salt Lake city. Sounds great. Okay, and we're back with the Orange County Part 1 of 2 reunion. Oh, they only got a two-parter. Yep, yep, yep. This is the first time since since Season 6, which is 10 years ago. Wow. Well, if it was ever going to be a year for this to happen, this is the year. Yeah. Although it does feel like there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, like, we are learning some explosive shit. Yeah. Are are you jumping to the very end? No, let's not go there yet. Let's start at the very beginning. But there is explosive shit to come that, like, makes me be like, do we flush this entire cast down the toilet at this point? Yeah. Save for, for Gina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because, like, Gina is the one person that seems like a normal, pretty good human. Mm-hmm. For the most part, definitely. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, when you're comparing her to everybody else. Also, just, like, for a woman who, for years on TV, has been criticized and made fun of for, like, her appearance as far as, like, outfits and hair and makeup, like, she got everyone's memo and really hit it out of the park, in my opinion. She looked so good. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad that, like, instead of Andy just being like, you look so great, he was like, looks like you figured out your hair. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> um, so we have, this is Elizabeth Vargas's first and probably only reunion. 
Wow. Oh my God. She is. I have not figured her out. She's an alien to me. Well, I just can't wrap my head around like she's ups- like she's crying about how talk like people talking about her relationship with Jimmy has affected him and affected them. And it's like, this is your fault. Like no one made you talk about it. Also, like, who's talking about their relationship really? <laughs> Is anyone talking about Elizabeth Vargas? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's like just for her sake, the fact that she also probably has such a bad SEO because there's a other very famous Elizabeth Vargas out there. It's yeah, like, yeah. wow. Wow. Um, I feel like Emily's like so tricky because it's like funny how she comes across like level headed and can like make good points sometimes, but like we know the truth and she like her continuing to align herself with Kelly Dodd, like is, is not the right move either. But I mean like that's her and Kelly believe the same things. Like Emily just doesn't say it out loud. I know. And it's like, as someone, and we've discussed this, this before, like during the season, but as someone who like went through COVID, she's talking about on this reunion, like Shane was telling his, her stepdaughter that like he might die mm-hmm. and like saying goodbyes and stuff like for you to be like so flippant and being like, like nodding and agreeing with like Kelly Dodd's points about COVID not a great look, Miss Emily Simpson. Did you catch when she was talking about, like, if Shane died, she might have to, like, move back to Ohio? Yeah, she'll have to sell the house, move back to Ohio. I, like, we were talking about this, I think, last week. It's like, we thought she was employed as a lawyer slash yeah. uh, wedding planner, event planner. Clearly not. But clearly not. But also, like... Does Shane have a will? Is he leaving you anything in the will? Also, isn't his family like real rich and they love her? Yeah. Like she's been putting that time in with Perry and now she has to like run off to Ohio. I know. Also, I read online like that leading up to them getting sick, she and Shane were in Atlantic City. Are Atlantic City? Oh no, not Atlantic City, Las Vegas. Like I, I always like mix that up. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, I believe it, but it's kind of random for anyone from the West Coast to come over to Atlantic yeah. City. <laughs> Sorry, the, they were at the West Coast, Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, famously. And Emily was back in Las Vegas like this week, celebrating her birthday. Good for her. I will Good say. Her. her like being sad, she might have to move to Ohio. I think I would rather live in Ohio than. A- Orange County. Um, no, I think she's now like, uh, like she's come up. Like she was talking about in this episode, how like she grew up poor. Yeah. So like going back to Ohio would be like going back to her roots that she does not really embrace. Right. But I mean like Ohio seems like a nice little state. Oh yeah. Alex, Alex loves it. Oh yeah. He went, Oh, and Nina West from drag race is there. Wow. I get, you're, you're sold, Brendan. <laughs> I don't really like Nina West that much. Yeah. Um, Shannon is like really unhinged. 
I think Shannon started her time on OC Unhinged. She's been through a lot of phases where, like, there were some times where we were, like, rooting for her. We're so rooting for her. But I think, like, the show has fully gotten to her head. Yeah. And I think that, like, there needs to be some sage brought into that brain. It's funny how she, like... She used to be so mean to both Gina and Emily. Mm-hmm. And she's resorted to like mentioning it all to Gina. And she admits she doesn't have a lot of girlfriends. Right. Because we've seen this pattern where Shannon seems to be able to like just sell her friends down the river. Like, yeah, I'm not defending one Vicky Gunvalson or oh, one no. Tamara Barney. But I mean, like. Once they were off the show, even Heather Debro, Shannon's not friends with them. Yeah. I mean, Tamara, I do not like. I think she's not a great person in general. But I will say she has remained friends with, like, Heather Debro mm. um, and others from once they leave the show. Sure, sure. So I think Shannon is only focused on this, like, horrible TV show. It's, like, not even fun anymore. Yeah, it's it's really like that is her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Like we're we're getting to have Gina like really embrace her home, her small sad home. I liked her little. I mean, like from what I saw of her home, I liked it. I just was concerned that there were so many people living in it. Sure, but it seems like people are coming and going because like. Matt has kids, the kids half the time, mm-hmm. like Travis shares custody. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's like at full capacity at all times. Yeah. Imagine, imagine thinking that you are going to have like three kids. That's going to be your life. You get divorced and then you meet someone with like three more. It's like that's <laughs> so many kids. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that literally is the Brady Bunch. I know. Where's Alice? They need one to, like, take care of that many It would be fun if Shannon could come in and be the Alice. Yeah, once, like, uh, the twins go off to college. Right, but Shannon has her own Brady Bunch, too, so it's like... Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Although, that like, that seems like it was in jeopardy, and then she's talking about John Jansen, and, like, he didn't want to show up to the reunion because of, like, what's been talked about regarding him. Right. It seems like, to this day, they're still together. I think I follow Shannon on um, Instagram where I saw like a fan post of him okay. and his very light eyebrows. Mm, yeah, for sure. Willie Geistian eyebrows. No, no, don't put Willie in that. I mean, he does have like no eyebrows as well. I need to see. I need to see a photo of Willie. I haven't looked at one in a long time. Like he are, are you do you not believe me that he does not have eyebrows? No, I mean, I'm sure you're right. But like, I just don't see it with Willie because I'm so in love with him. I love the love, <laughs> is love. truly blind. <laughs> I remember that famous story of me telling some guy I met at Cubby Hole that he looked like Willie Geist and he rejected. I mean, I'm not sure I would like do a cartwheel <laughs> if I was told I looked like Willie Geist. He's a handsome like, man. Okay. Yeah, he totally doesn't have eyebrows. Wow. Okay. <laughs> How did you not notice that? It's like it's like the first thing that comes to mind when I think about Willie Geis. They're very like low on his face. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Ridgewood, this is the year New Jersey's re- Realizing things. I know. Um okay. So yeah, like that we're talking about the relationship. 
But okay, I feel like the two big things this episode are truly the Bronwyn and the Kelly. So which do you want to tackle first? Let's go for Kelly first. Okay. I, I think this might be the most like level of disgust Andy has exhibited towards like a housewife during a reunion. Interesting. Even even worse than Ramona tried to go after him that one time. Uh, I think that was more like, like, I think that was more in the moment and not like sustained. Right. And the stakes were a lot lower. Yeah. I think like the only thing that could compare is like Andy and Leanne Locken. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. And we see where Leanne Locken is now. Yeah. Where is Leanne Locken? I wonder. I bet she's still posting weird ass shit. <laughs> inspirational quotes and shit it, and it was always it was always like something advertising like an obscure social media page she'd be like have we connected on linkedin mm, yeah, yeah she yeah. loved to do that like three times a week but okay so like kelly she could have come on to this and like as Bronwyn said, like made some sort of like realization and statement about about everything, but she just like she can't. And I know, and we all thought that when she was on Watch Robbins Live that one time, that was her statement. And the people who maybe had faith in like she could be better were like, okay, maybe she'll be better. But no, of course not. Yeah. Um. You know what it feels like? It feels like. Her existence, she's only really receiving the critiques online, like in the comments, in the replies. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have someone in real life, like, questioning her. So, like, Andy doing it in person, the way she was taking it in felt like she had not been at this rodeo before. Right, because if you think about it, what what world does she live in? She lives in... Not directly the Trump world, but the world right next to it. Yeah, yeah she yeah. is in the Fox News world. When she goes out and hangs out with people, she's literally going out to dinner at the Polo Lounge with Brett Bayer from Fox mm. News. Okay. She's at weddings where she's hanging out with Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. So yeah. those people are all going along their lives as if nothing is happening as far as COVID. Yeah, I mean their tune has changed a little now that Biden's in office, and now they're crying um but it's like that is her life she's lived in this privileged little bubble of rich republican freaks so no nobody's ever gonna like tell her anything different yeah um and i also think like i don't think she fears for her job like i like it seems as though rick has the money oh right i mean fuck he's a fox news anchor and reporter that's money honey it is? Okay. I, I, like, I really don't have any concept of that. I think like a cable news job, even if you're like just doing reporting or like off hours anchoring, is mm-hmm. still like a good paycheck. Okay. Yeah. And I guess now that, she, like, now that she's married to him, like, all right, whatever. And isn't she getting like some level of child support or whatever, that kind of stuff? Probably. Is? Yeah. Yeah. I never know but what like, those words are. Like alimony? Well, alimony... Al? Alimony is for like is simply for if you were married, like no kids involved. Okay. Yeah. Child support is like if you have children. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that last one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, she just doesn't give a shit. I know. What was her quote about the fart? Oh, uh, like, about the mask. It's like, well, a, a pants still protect you from a fart. It's like, people will believe that, sadly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was interesting that, like, she brought up how she gets messages about how bad Andy is. What do you mean? Like, maybe you missed this because it was really quick and near mm-hmm. the end. But, like, she was like, oh, like, I get messages about you all the time. And she, and he's like, what? Like, about how I hate Trump? And she's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. interesting. The Man, the Bravo audience is so interesting. And I wonder, like... I think that a lot of the people in the Bravo audience, it's a weird thing where these women who watch, not all women, but like these mostly women who are Trump supporters who watch Bravo love Andy Mm. will forgive him for the like moment. He says something against Trump and continue to love him weirdly. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot because I've been listening to radio Andy and they sometimes have callers, and I wonder if, like, these people are, like, Trump supporters. Oh, that's an interesting, like, lens to listen to Radio Andy with. <laughs> I know. And then there's also, like, his um, co-host is not very nice. Like John they, John Hill? When they have callers, kind of oh. dismissive to the callers. Oh, both of them are? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I John... Actually... John I find Moore. it funny, actually. <laughs> but like John Moore, it seems. Oh, okay, okay. And then somebody called in the other day and like called John out for stuff he said, and he got really offended. About what? Um, about like talking down to women or something like that. Mm, okay. I so this serious thing that I got, it's interesting. I'm like wondering if I'll drop it, but I do okay. like to listen to that occasionally. And I do like listening to Michelle Collins, but she does have a podcast also, but I like the radio show every day. Is the podcast like, cause I know she used to do a bachelor podcast. Like, is it topic specific or is it general? No, it's like general. She has banter with like her co-host producer person at the beginning. And then it's like an interview with someone. I think this week was like Ryan O'Connell. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like back to Kelly, it's, it's like, she really didn't like her, herself no favors. And, and even brought up like, you were not even particularly bad this season. Like, mm-hmm. you, like she, she was just her usual, like not great Kelly self, but it wasn't like she like did something terrible on camera. Yeah. Because all the COVID stuff, like she was learning about COVID at the same time, all of us were, and she was like making dumb mistakes and like, saying idiotic shit about it on the show but nothing that's like damning it's everything she did outside of it yeah and i mean i must say like when we talk about kelly dodd we had her name written on the wall like before she even started on housewives remember like oh she was already saying racist shit to tmz cameras yeah 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 and there was the whole thing about like heather debro like trying to disassociate from her early on sure sure we should have listened to heather i mean I listen to Heather every week on Heather DeBro's world. <laughs> okay, we're not getting paid, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> Enough. Um, okay, we really do need to speak to, speak about Bronwyn. Oh my god! Uh, the you know way that movie... she's like, the way she's sauntering in, 
it's she is also somebody who's doing herself no favors in this and it's like what are you what are you doing i mean she had it so easy like it like she wasn't playing baseball she was like playing t-ball like the ball was like sitting on the on the mm-hmm. tee like waiting for her to hit it and she missed so badly <laughs> she like hit the tee instead I like really wonder what her Avengers Endgame is. Like, what is she trying to do when she's calling all of these like paparazzi and like doing all this stuff? Because it's not being received well. And if she is this social media obsessed, she can see that it's not being received well. Yeah, I like I ne- like it was interesting. The other women bringing up like, oh, your mom's a narcissist, and you and you are as well. And like even Andy being like, yeah, you are a narcissist. <laughs> It's not great. Um, And then just like the revelation, man. Okay. So I think I read like uh, uh, Instagram story shared comment roundup where Shannon says it's not Coke. Okay. But like everyone's been saying and assuming that it was cocaine. So do we think it's just weed? I don't could be we could be Adderall I feel like kids like Adderall oh you feel like kids like Adderall right do they am I like dreaming this I don't know (laughs) they don't talk about that on TikTok (sighs) what are they talking about on TikTok oh well now it's like now I'm in the world that's like a lot of like uh Biden children fan cams oh god that's sick (laughs) oh Speaking of TikTok, I f- forgot to mention like Tiffany Moon's TikTok career. Like, has she shown up on your for you page? No, but I feel like the kind of content she puts out wouldn't show up on my for you page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hers is a little too like corny and corny and earnest. And I say that after saying I get Biden children <laughs> fan cams, but like the stuff that I get is like feels like young people learning about mm. politics for the first time after like being in a world with sure. Trump. So they're trying to embrace like the yeah. Biden children as like, okay. Representatives of them in Washington. Yeah. If that makes sense. But like the Biden children, like his adult children. Oh, sorry. I meant when I said children, I meant like the grandchildren. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was going to say like it's Hunter Biden fan. Camps. Like, no, it's like you're, I was getting Hunter Biden stuff back when his stuff was leaked. Sure. Um, sure. But it's like the Finnegans, the um, I forget, I forget the others' names. I don't really know them by by name. There's an the, Ashley Biden. She is the child. She's a child of Joe and Jill. Oh, yeah, and well, people were um obsessed with her too on TikTok because she wore a tux last night. Yeah, for like yeah. the whatever. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that with politicians these days. I'm just seeing what I. I'm just saying what I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're like, we, we leave it with Bronwyn saying, I got the good stuff. Text me to Stella. I know. And, like, we cut there. I w- like, I need to know what, where we're going with this. I know. Okay, so Stella is... The older one? No, she is 
Adeline's twin. Adeline's Sophie's twin. the older one. Oh, yeah, all, Sophie. All you think about is Adeline. I know. <laughs> I don't like Sophie, but I like Adeline, and I like Stella because she's Sophie's twin. I mean, <laughs> Adeline's twin. Wow, wow. Wait, I, I don't want to say I don't like Sophie. Sophie's fine. Um, I feel like, you know, Kelly's on the precipice of getting fired. I would think offering a drug to your castmate's minor child is like a pretty fireable offense. I mean, yeah. That's like really, 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 really bad. Yeah, I know. I just wonder, I wonder what will happen next episode. And like we see how emotional Bronwyn is because of it. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I just wonder, you know? Yeah. Wow. We'll we'll tune in for that very last part. <laughs> but like I said, it's like, where do we go from here? <laughs> like, re- are we rebuild around Gina? <laughs> I know, but like, remember, like a couple weeks ago, your your idea was like bring Tamara in mm. because she was aligning herself with Bronwyn before we knew anything like this about Bronwyn. I know, but I really um, don't want to see any more Bronwyn now. I know. Um, I still want to be back in Heather DeBro's world, but the show is so far gone from like anything she would agree to join at this point. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I think it would be a situation where like, if she's coming back, it's built around her. I know. And it's like, Gina could come live in her home. Yeah. In one of the wings. There's never, there's never been like a season to season transition where nobody comes back. I know. I wonder if that is a possibility in this world. Maybe. I mean, we just got to the point this past year where they were firing OGs. Yeah. I mean, aside from Atlanta, Atlanta has had like a bigger like heave ho as far as like their casting and it works for them because there's so many of the women that we love in Atlanta. But mm-hmm. like in OC, it's like they they did a big thing by demoting Vicky. They did a big thing by firing Vicky and Tamara this past yep. year. They thought they had something with this season, with this yeah. cast. And then, and then COVID. And then COVID and Elizabeth Vargas. Yeah. I need to have been in the casting. I need to like see the behind the scenes of the casting of Elizabeth Vargas. I do mm. not understand. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we get over to Salt Lake City? Great. We're like kind of um, like this episode was built up like we're going to Vegas and I felt like it took us a while to get there. It did. There were a lot of texts. Or... Yeah. On the way to well, Vegas. we start with we start with family time with the roses. Which I really enjoyed. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I like <laughs> seeing like the her siblings and trying to land and like I still can't figure out like the that's her half brother mm-hmm. and the sister is her full sister. Mhm. And it was like funny, we were in the house and her kids were running around and I feel like we have not even met her children. I know, but we saw them a couple times. The the little girl we saw coming in a hoverboard later in the episode and she was pouring chocolate into that bottle. But like, do they even have names? I, like, I don't even I don't, know like, anyone's like name. Sedona. Cruz? 
Sedona and Cruz, I would guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, it's interesting, but like, I feel like the last we knew things were not great with the dad, so it's like mm-hmm. depressing to watch. Uh, Alex commented while we were watching, it didn't seem like a lot of food for like a family affair. I, what is like, what do people cook in Utah? <laughs> That's such a stupid question, but, but like, well, apparently they, there's they regional don't cook. fare. Yeah. They, they just... don't cook. And, and that was Thai food. And like, it was not great looking Thai food. If you ask me. Right. They do a lot of yeah. ordering in on, um, real houses of Salt Lake city. For sure. Okay. That double date with big daddy and Heather gay Coach Shaw and Jen Shaw. When Big Daddy ordered a orange juice and cranberry (laughs) and Heather Gay called it a Shirley Temple. (laughs) Is it called a Shirley Temple? Is that called a Shirley Temple in Utah? No. Because I think they're like a a Shirley Temple has like Sprite and grenadine in it. I think it's lots of cherries. Yeah. 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 But like you never know. We could find out that that is a Shirley Temple in Utah. Yeah. Now, I want to say something, and I feel like n- people have not really said this um, much, because, like, there is a lot of love for Heather Gay. Like, I love her, you love her, we all love her. But I feel like Are sometimes you- she treads into, like, territory of, like, being a little too comfortable, like, with cultures that are not not hers. It's... Very similar to Heather Mama Thompson. Hala. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they do veer into that kind of situation often. Yeah. And like I like it to me it seems it, it like really seems like something that like if if someone told Heather, like I think she would like process that because she seems mm-hmm. like a level headed person. But it seems right. like no one's really telling her that. Nobody's telling a lot of people things on these shows these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> need better people around them. Um, but that double date was pretty painful. I, I know. And it was funny, like, Jen seemed so positive on it at the end. I know. Weren't we also at this restaurant earlier this season? Uh, Toscana Cochina, yeah. We were we had a double date with the Marks and the Barlows. Just last week? Yeah. Weren't we here a third time then? I think they've been yeah. here. Because there was like another another dinner with Heather, Jen, and Meredith that I think was at the same restaurant as well. I mean, this is the rails of our generation in Salt Lake. <laughs> we still need to go. Once things open up, the first place I'm going is rails. I'm borrowing your car. Okay. I have my driver license, <laughs> driver's license. Oh my god. You're going to drive through the suburbs mm-hmm. of New Jersey to get to Rails. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was the double date. Um, it, it appears as though Mary is still under house arrest. I know. She can't go on the trip because she's stuck <laughs> at home. She's like wandering around in circles trying to like make her way out. It literally is that Mama Elsa clip. <laughs> All alone in this lonely again in this lonely house. Exactly. Wow. Um, but she won't go because Jen is going. So here's the thing. They need to not be able to draw these lines in season one 
Yeah. Of your show. But I do think that production probably didn't care since like Mary was not going to be a, f- a full-time housewife. Yeah. From what we know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did love. Or do you think, wait, this just crossed what? my mind. Or do you think that was put in later? I mean, I didn't want to sound too conspiracy theorist, but like the thought has crossed my mind. Right. Because we do, from what we've heard, Mary was not supposed to be full time. She potentially didn't film as long as the other women. So there's a very yeah. good chance that they went in and post and drew up a text message. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, though, like a lot of the fight among the women is about Mary. Mm-hmm. There's something like about Mary. There is something about Mary <laughs> and it's the fight. So uh, I don't know. Like I'm maybe she's going to be a friend of. Right. I'm just glad that um, Sarah wasn't invited. So far, I don't see any tricky editing that suggests Sarah's there. So, <laughs> like, like you blink real quick and you see like Sarah driving in the racetrack. I mean, that happens this past season of Below Deck Med. Let us not forget. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Um, I loved Meredith Marks's response to Whitney's text, being like, "That's not really my scene, but I guess I'll go." <laughs> Her voice, I could listen to it. Every day, all day. To be Her honest. and Brooks like putzing around the the little artisanal grocers market. I know that the Bravo community, um, everyone has kind of soured on Brooks, but yeah. I did enjoy that scene because he reminded mm. me of some homos that I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you love seeing representation. Well, no, it's like I've known a few like gays who are come from a lot of money who are very close with their mothers mm. in that way mm. and he is that representation and they all act like him. okay so we make it to las vegas but we're not traveling with lisa because she's there for business oh my god if i had to hear whitney's like little voice explain that and complain about that one more time <laughs> <laughs> when Whitney calls her and goes to voicemail and then lisa calls Meredith. It is like, you know that scene in Mean Girls where mm. they do like the three-way call prank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, almost yeah. like that. It's like it's like a deconstructed version of that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I so I kind of like that Lisa and Meredith feel like they're better than these women. Yeah, I like that <laughs> for sure. What I don't like, and I'm and I don't like that production allowed this to happen, is letting um, Jen pull Heather aside. Like, we don't have all these women together a lot, so like I want to, like, soak up every moment of that. Oh, I agree. I hated that as well. I mean, like, there's a lot of hours in the day. You could have done this activity after you drove the cars. Or at, or at home. Or at home. But I guess, yeah. like, it's, like, the shopping experience in Vegas. I don't know about the shopping in Vegas, but I hear... From Heather DeBro's podcast that like she likes to shop in Vegas. Oh my god. Uh when Alex <laughs> and I went to Vegas for the Christina uh concert, which like Alex actually paused the t- the screen because like as they're arriving in the airport, there's like signs for the Christina event. He's like, ah. mm-hmm. um, but at, when we were there, after we went to drag brunch, we were like orbiting the moon 
And we walked back to our hotel, like through, like there's like a, a long mall that like is along the strip. And we were mm-hmm. like te- terrors walking through the mall. Like it was a sight to be seen at, at like 1 PM. Was this the day of the concert? <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> Cause I, I, I know, I know what happened the day of the concert, but we don't have oh. to go into that. Well, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, okay. I was not looking forward to the race car driving at all. I was not looking forward to it at all. And then had the best time. Lisa just being like an old professional when it comes to <laughs> the racetrack, which you should have seen this coming. Like talking it up. I know. Oh my God. But even, I mean, even like, the I ride know. over there, how awkward it was, like was pretty funny to me. I know. Yeah. Um, and then just Meredith is just like a fucking alien in this town. <laughs> but like Grandma Lisa puttering down the track at 70 miles per hour, being told to pull aside so everyone else could like pass her. Incredible. Like I know you don't drive often, but like I'm going past 70 on the highway like all the time. I think I've driven past 70 before. Yeah. I haven't driven in. I haven't driven in. You better, like, hop back on that bike. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm never in a situation where I'm, like, driving a car. The only time I ever drive is when I go home to Georgia. Yeah, I mean, when you're visiting family out of state, like, I feel like you should, like, offer to be like, oh, like, I'll drive. I'm not driving a group of people. I'll drive myself. Why can't you drive a group of people? Because... Oh, because the comments people will make. Oh, Brendan, like, oh, uh, I, I'm scared. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to, like, get a thicker skin. Who cares about the comments? Oh, I don't like the comments. And I just, like, I don't know if I'll be able to turn well at this point. <laughs> you can't turn well. <laughs> You'll only Except... be able to make right turns. You can't do left turns. <laughs> I can only go straight. Oh, my That's God. That's it. <laughs> wow. Um... But yeah, that was like the race car driving was pretty fun. And like Whitney gets her apology out to them and they seem to take it. But like they still look down at her. It's just like Jen and Heather being not being there really did make it weird and awkward. And it would have been so much more fun if the two of them were there as well. Yeah. Um, so the personal shopping girls, like, it's all like fun and laughs and like, we're falling off the bar and blah, blah, blah. And then like Jen loses her mind. Jen, really? What is she doing? (laughs) Like, honestly. (laughs) I mean, the previews had me dying where like, everyone's like raising their hand about like Jen being out of control. (laughs) I know. With like, they go to a, is that a psychic that they go to next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like with Jen Shaw, she, it appears that she has studied reality TV and real housewives mm. in order to meet this moment, but she didn't study the part where you deescalate, apologize and pivot and move on, which makes yeah. a true great real housewife. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like dying like, to get to the reunion. She's like Danielle Staubing. In a less mm. intense way, mm. you know. Yeah, but I like. I don't think she's going anywhere. 
Yeah, I think we'll, most of this cast, except for Mary, will come back, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that was a fun episode. I'm looking forward to like seeing out this, the rest of this trip and eventually getting to the reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't we get to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen? So, Dan, who are the freaks of the week okay. staying in theme as to like what we spend our half our episodes talking about. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So we had dueling daily mail stories about, we have in this corner, we have Lisa Hochstein of Real Housewives of Miami fame hosting mm-hmm. a 500 person event at her mansion with the likes of like, Post Malone, um, Scott Disick. So, yeah, she had a big party there. And then, meanwhile, on the other side of Miami, we have Loanne flying down from New York from, like, a shutdown production of New York Housewives to go hang out with Marisol Patton and uh, Alexia, also Miami veterans, at a party down in Miami. It's like... Come on, Miami. And also, apparently, I was reading in that piece about Lisa Hochstein's party, like, apparently parties that size are allowed in Florida right now. Yeah, so be it. Oh, um, thank you, Ron DeSantis. Is that his name? Uh, that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, it looks like it might have been 150 instead of 500, but, like, tomato, tomato. Um, tomato, tomato. Once you pass 100, it's all the same. But, like, especially with Luann, like, production was shut down. And now mm-hmm. you are going to go do this... And theoretically, theoretically, you have to come back in quarantine. Like, when are we going to freaking get cameras back up and film upstate and finish the season? Exactly. Though, that might not jive well with who we're giving our queen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Ebony was down in D.C. reporting on the inauguration. Right. But I, think there's so... a difference. I think there's a difference between, like, going to report on, like, an event versus like attending a party. 1000%. So our new real housewives of New York, uh, Ebony K Williams went down to DC to correspond. Unsure what, um, what venue for, but I think uh, she's associated with revolt. Okay. Yeah. Which is like a Sean Diddy Combs production. Exactly. So, she wrote on Instagram, y'all, these punk-ass white sem- supremacists were not about to keep me from doing my job as a truth-teller and proud member of the Fourth Estate. Um, and then she went on to talk about how both her and Kamala Harris uh, were members of the same sorority, which yeah. also Giselle was a member of. Oh, yeah. Sonny Hostin was a member of. Oh, yeah. And it's a, a place for legends. It's a place for legends. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that we get, like, a a solo scene of her doing her job down there. I think, I hope they send some cameras. Yeah. Especially, like, if we're fucking up filming, like, everyone in a group, like, at least get this, you know? You know what would, what would have been great if either what? Dorinda or Carol were <gasps> on the show still? Then we could have had, like, a full circle moment from when they went to the Women's March and it was oh. featured on the show. Oh my God, you're right. How sad. Wow. How sad. Um, but yeah, that is our show for this week. 
Thank you for tuning in. As usual, you could go to comethroughqueen.com, your one-stop shop for all things Come Through Queen, a link to our Patreon where we have our weekly pre-show and our bonus episodes, uh, as well as links to our individual Twitter pages, our Instagram uh, for Come Through Queen podcast. Yeah. Yeah, go leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my God, Brendan, we got like a string of really nice ones recently. Oh, that's nice. So thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, so like, comment, subscribe, harsh retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Come through, Queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.